Life Jitsu Art of Life podcast with Frank Forza. And I've got some interesting things to talk about today. I want to talk about basically the four pillars, the four staples, the foundation of Forza Fit, of Mind Jitsu, of Life Jitsu. Those are really, those are my fortes, right? The the art of life, the philosophies, and they all actually go together. They're all synergistic. The nutrition, the mindset, the spiritual, the life jitsu, the the faith, everything woven into one. There's an intersection there. There's a synergy between for the fit, mind jitsu, life jitsu. They're not an accident. And they're not disparate parts. They operate in unity. And I want to talk about the four pillars. And to me, the four pillars are ego, knowing your why, your sense of purpose, knowing the way to a happy life, the litmus test for a happy life, and the best advice I ever got from a friend about marriage, my good friend Skip Knowles. So those four pillars, that's what we're going to talk about today. It might be brief. might only be 20 minutes. But you're going to hear that a lot as you listen in. Because a lot of things in your life are repetition, right? It's like doing a push-up. You, you want to be strong. You do calisthenics. You're going to be doing push-ups, pull-ups. You're going to be running. You're going to be running sprints, jujitsu. You're going to be doing toriandos, rear naked chokes, guillotines, over and over and over and over again. Balance work. Certain yoga poses over and over and over and over and over again. And they won't be the same. Because you'll always take a new mind to them. You'll have a different focus. Your muscle memory will be different. You'll be different. You might be sore from another day. You might be tired. You might be supercharged because, you know, you're getting stronger. So every day will be different. But there has to be a lot of repetition whatever you're doing to get really good at it. So when I keep talking about these four pillars of life jitsu, mind jitsu, for the fit, why am I, why do I keep talking about them? Because you've got to keep rewiring yourself. And that rep, through that repetition, you're trying to go higher and higher and higher and better and better and more perfect, more perfect. That's how it happens more mindful, more aware, more aware of the details within a push-up. A push-up is not a push-up. All push-ups aren't created equal. There are little details hidden in there. There's a million ways to do a push-up. There are different ways. Do a half push-up, a three-quarter push-up. You can do a hold. You can do a perfect push-up. You can do speed push-ups. They can, you can vary them tremendously. You can change your angles where you're hitting the shoulders more than the triceps, right, where you're you, engaging your core more. A push-up's not a push-up. So you do thousands and thousands and thousands, and you can do a wide, a, a different variety. Hold your hands close for tricep, hold them wide for shoulders, on and on and on. You've got to learn to be entertained by things and understand that when you're doing repetition, you're you're learning to 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 appreciate the little details of something. That's how you become an expert. That's how you perfect something. 
that's how you become more precise, more efficient when you learn the details. And to learn the details, you need repetition. So what are the four pillars that I'm talking about? Again, let's go number one, ego. Some of you, your ego is way too big. It's out of control. It's run amok, and you have no humility inside you, none, and that's a problem. Some of you have too much confidence, or your ego is too big, and it's not balanced on the other end with humility. Some of you are too humble or meek or insecure or afraid, afraid of what other people think, and you need to inflate your ego. You need to pump it up some. It's balanced there with the ego, and there are many dimensions to it. And what's the right, what's the right tone to strike with your ego? Depends on the situation. Depends on the goal. You, got, you constantly have to be balancing it. That ego is is crucial. Wrestling with your ego. Right? A lot of you are guilty of one extreme or the other. You need to start trying to find that sacred balance. And that balance will change. Because the demands will change. The challenges will change. The ego. Your ego is key. You should feel some days like, man, anything is possible. You're as great as the greatest. And you should feel other days humble as the least. Yin and yang always try to balance it. If you find yourself getting too overboard with me, 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 too overboard with how powerful you are, too intoxicated with your own power, too supremely confident, you start feeling too invincible, start doubling down on the humility then. Start doing other nice things for other people. Start making sure you're holding the doors. You're giving to other people. You're putting them first. You're serving other people. You find you're serving other people too much all the time, like my brother, always in church, always doing whatever, you know, loses his job. And it's like, when are you going to make time for yourself, brother? When are you going to love yourself up? There's a time for that. Time to, 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 hey, 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 time to be selfish. As seasons for selfishness and seasons for unselfishness. Become more aware of your ego. And when to double down on a big ego that will move mountains and thinking big. And thinking you're as great as the greatest. Knowing it. Having supreme conviction in your ability. And then when you get start getting overboard with that, boom. Double down on that humility. Serving others. Giving to others. Balance, yin and yang in all things. There is no the way. There's a way, and there's thousands and thousands of a ways. Ego, one of the central staples, foundations of Forza Fit, Mind Jitsu, Life Jitsu. Let's go to the next one. What is your why? What's your purpose? I'm going to make it easy for you. For the vast majority of you, you've got it wrong. You've been fed a bed of lies. You've got these alleged influencers and and thought and self-proclaimed thought leaders and gurus telling you, do what you love, do what you love. Lame. Yes, every now and again somebody gets lucky with do what you love and their parents got them into a certain sport or whatever young and they found their, 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 the, the thing they should do at a young age and yada, 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 that happens. But generally speaking, bad advice. Go the opposite road. What, what, when you're trying to say, what's my purpose, what's my why, again I said, what would you crawl for? What would you drown 
for? What would you die for? What would you shave years off of your life for? Now you're getting in the neighborhood of your why, your purpose. Happiness, pillar number three. Happiness, the happiness litmus test. I'm going to say it. If you're not happy with simple things, you will probably never be happy in this life. I don't care how much money you make. And money is a big deal. And you should want to make a good deal of money for freedom. Because maybe you like nice things. Maybe you're like me. You like to eat nice things. Maybe you like to travel. Maybe you like to pay for people. Maybe when your a loved one calls you and says, hey, I lost my job. You want, hey, no problem. I got your rent covered. Hey, mom, you know, mom needs this, that. Pay for your mom to... You know, to live somewhere, pay for her medical bills, pay for a kid's college, pay to put kids in free jujitsu, make a lot of money. So you can give to other people so you can have the nice things you deserve. It's all well and good, right? Money is important. Money can alleviate a lot of your stress. You won't have to sweat out the rent, yada, yada, yada. You drive a nice car. You can have great technology. You can hire people to do the pain-in-the-butt stuff when you're doing a business, the pain-in-the-butt stuff that they can do that you're not good at. Okay, it's great. Material wealth can be awesome. Don't mistake yourself. Don't mistake it. You will never be happy unless you appreciate simple things in life. A walk in the park, a walk in the mountains, a bike ride, a smile on your kid's face, dinner with someone you love, dinner with friends, working out, getting a great workout in, reading a book, writing something, creating something, singing Whatever it is you love to do, feeling closer, nearer to God. All of those things, the simple life. If you're not happy with simple things, I don't like your chances of being happy. Going to San Diego and just appreciating how dynamic that city is, how it can grow anything, how every block you go, there's all these different personalities, and it's such a photogenic place, such a great diversity of pictures and Wildlife, I'm not a botanist, but wow, blown away, you know, all of these little farmer's markets and, and, and great farms around there and great coffee spots, etc. Appreciating that. Little things, a gr- fresh squeezed OJ from a seaside market there. Just, wow, being blown away by that. If it takes a lot to make you happy, you can, should have high standards. I have high standards. I want to have the highest standards. Show me your standards. Your standards are huge. But it's the yin and yang. It's the paradox. You should have high standards. You should be shooting for perfection. You should also be happy with simple things. You should see the brilliance hiding in simplicity. You should be able to see it. The simple life. The simple life doesn't make you happy. You'll probably never be happy. Learn to appreciate the little things. The little things are big things in disguise. That's pillar three. And pillar four, we're going to talk about love, right? Love is, is the ultimate. It's, it's incredible. Such a powerful force. Romantic love. Best advice I was ever given by my good friend Skip Knoll, the skipper we call him. The skipper, and the skipper said, said, Skipper, said, Frank, marry a happy chick. 
Don't marry one who's happy with you. Marry a woman who's just happy with or without you. She was happy before you. Marry a happy woman. And the same conversely goes for women. You can marry someone who's intense and tenacious and, and, and full of grit like me. That's fine. As long as that person is aware and has a lot of happiness and love and positivity pumping through them. That's important. Somebody who thinks the glass is half full with or without you. Marry a happy person. In the words of Skip Knowles, in his politically incorrect wisdom, marry a happy chick. If you're not married, if you're single out there, if you're a bachelor, bachelorette, that is phenomenal, phenomenal advice. Keep that in mind. Don't go by who you love. Again, who you love is like what you love. Your purpose, oh, what do you love? What do you love? It's lame. It's not going to work for most of you. Don't go by who you love. I was just at the gym. I could fall in love with 10 women there. That doesn't mean that, that it would be a good relationship. There's thousands and thousands of people the world over that I could fall in love with and different levels of love. Romantic love, platonic, platonic love, women that just physically are, you know, fireworks and whatever. All different kinds of love, romantic love, too. That's not it. You get yourself in trouble. You can fall, fall in love with the wrong person and ask for trouble. It's not who you love. It's who would you go through the fire for? Whose flaws would you forgive? You forgive a lot of them. You overlook them. You give them the benefit of the doubt. You have so much respect for them, even though you know the worst things about them. And they're happy. And the glass is half full. And they have your back. I have a good friend, Vicki Quinn, her and her husband, Stephen Quinn. They've been here in Vegas a long time. Steve Quinn helped to build this city as a construction manager. Knows a lot. It was just at his garage. He's got an awesome setup there where he does woodwork, and he's so happy. Retired, spending eight, ten hours a day in that garage. It's his dream. He's so happy with a simple thing, just building building tables, building whatever for himself, in love with his work. And they had a son, good friend of mine, and he's, he's just born with a congenital defect, and he's had 30-plus surgeries, and he's in a wheelchair, and he's in so much pain every day. And they were with him through so much, their son, seeing their son in so much pain, so much agony, so much uncertainty. And it's hard for a parent if you... You have a kid, and your kid is always sick and always ailing and always in pain. You want to do so much, and you have to sit there and watch it. And you have to live with all the uncertainty of your of your kid being sick, and sometimes there's not much you can do. And the vast majority of couples that have a kid that is severely injured, debilitated, crippled, paralyzed, etc., the vast, vast majority will divorce. They'll leave. They can't stick it out. They can't hack it. Marriage is hard enough. Love is hard enough. You throw in a, somebody having a serious injury or your kid, or man, people are going to quit that quick. It'll make it'll, it'll it'll blow your mind. People quit. Doesn't take much sometimes to make people quit from marriage. But they these two, it's been like whatever three decades or so of marriage, and through the highs and lows, the ups and downs, through the fire. Steve Quinn. Gave me a great piece of advice one time. He said, well, it wasn't advice. He just said, Frank, what's interesting is I had low days. I had really bad days. But whenever I had a bad day, Vicky always picked me up. 
And when Vicky had a bad day, I picked her up. We never had a bad day on the same day. They were always there to pick the other up. They never both had a bad, really terrible day on the same day. One of them always had their spirits up, so when the other was down, they could pick them up. I thought that was beautiful advice. The other piece of great advice I got, Mr. Phil Albert, Baltimore, Maryland, former Division One football coach, Division One AA, I believe, Towson University with Towson State back in the day, head coach, Phil Albert, a man full of wisdom, man with a lot of God running through him. Always loved sitting around, even when I was 15 years old, philosophizing with him and picking his brain and I remember when I first met the Albert family, they, they'd been married 20-some years or so, and I was blown away coming from inner-city Baltimore. I mean, I didn't know people that were married that long, and it just blew my mind. I was like, man, how did you guys stay married this long? Like, I was I was one of those teenagers. I wanted to talk to the adults much more than the, the, the kids my age. I was much more interested in the mature conversations, the philosophy of life and all that stuff. So. Phil Albert gave me one of the best pieces of advice. This is right there beneath marry a happy chick, marry a happy person, right beneath that, 1A. He said, one of the staples in his house, the passage from the Bible, whether you believe in the Bible or not, there happens to be some wisdom, some pretty darn good bulletproof principles in there. If you ever want to crack it open or whatever, there's some good stuff in there. And one of the principles that he espoused, that he recommended, he said, in this house, Frank, we do disagree. There are arguments. But what we abide by is the passage in the Bible, never, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. So no matter what happens in the course of the day, no matter what we disagree on, no matter how much tensions flare, when we put head to pillow, all is well. Love prevails. Respect prevails. And we don't carry it over to the next day. We forgive. We have forgiveness in our hearts and we move on. Now, that was a beautiful, another thing about making relationships work. When you really love people, go through the fire with them. Have their back. Respect them, even when you have agreements or intense agreements. I'm not saying you do that with everybody. But you got to pick some people that that's true for. Your spouse, your close friends, your siblings, whoever, your kids. you got to pick some people. you got to have people in your life where you... You cut them some slack. You can't have scorched earth over every every person that you're going to disagree with and even intensely disagree with. You can't. It's not a good idea. It's not a good way to run your life. So that's a great passage. I've always had that. I've disagreed with many people. I've had intense debates. Uh, I went through a period in my life where I thought I was right about everything and thought I knew everything, just like a lot of people now on social media think they do. But at the end of the day, don't let the sun go down on your anger. There's no one I hate in this world. And I don't carry things over. When my head goes to pillow, I have peace in my heart. I say some prayers. And um, and I just count on better days. And I want forgiveness has to prevail. You don't want to carry that with you. You don't want to carry that cross. It's, a, it's too heavy a cross for you. And it will destroy and corrupt your most important relationships. So that's it for the day. Those are the four pillars of four Four is a fit mind jitsu, life jitsu. Um, you know, I would say, I guess, on a nutrition front, since I know a lot of you tune in for nutrition just in the course of today, um, you know, I've had a couple of, of juices. I've had some dark chocolate. I even snuck in a coffee this morning, which was fueling me. Uh, I usually only drink maybe a cup of coffee a day, some days none. Um, 
But uh, I had a great breakfast, man. I had the broccoli. I had the squash. I had, you know, some steamed broccoli, some squash, some cucumbers, some spinach salad, olive oil, balsamic vinaigrette. Had my three whole eggs. Had some mushrooms, anti-aging. And, again, all of that squash and cucumbers, those are great for your skin, great for hydration. Hydration is key. I had the Epsom salt bath last night. And that's pumping, you know, you're absorbing in that magnesium, which helps to get water to the cells and, and aids and, and boosts hydration, too. The vast, vast, vast majority of people are underhydrated, even elite athletes. So you've got to become really mindful of your hydration for beauty purposes, for anti-aging purposes, for disease defense, for peak performance, for mind clarity, for recovery, et cetera. It's huge. And there's an art to this hydration thing. We're going to explore that more. But that breakfast I had today, unconventional, outside of the box, but very mindful of, hey, let's get a lot of hydration. Felt pretty good today. It's been these last couple of weeks. I have a photo shoot coming up in about nine days with uh, Rachel Belinsky, a good pro photographer here in Vegas. Really looking forward to that. And I'm trying to trying to get in the best shape I can for that photo shoot, try to get some, you know, sort of obligatory. I don't like to take my shirt off too much, but you have to do that in the nutrition and Forza Fit space. People want to see, hey, what's this Forza Fit thing about? They want to see you with your shirt off, and I might as well enjoy it while I can, right? One day we will be older, and we might not look so good in the pics. i got to enjoy it. I am all natural. I want to show you what this Forza Fit thing about. Right, all natural results. I'm fully transparent with it. It works. I'm lean. I know what I'm doing. 33 years down the rabbit hole. So we're going to have the photo shoots and the proofs in the pudding. Right, proof of concept. Boom, right there. And um, you know, I know it may seem like vanity, but this is not a vanity-driven thing. This is a staying alive-driven thing. This is a peak performance, disease defense-driven thing. That's what the four is a fit things about. Every bite mattering. Mindful eating. Enlightened eating. And it's about being the best person you can be. And it just so happens that the the, the pictures, uh, you know, looking slim, looking lean, looking super healthy, looking natural, right, not all chemicaled up, not all TRT'd up and wait, asking for trouble down the road with your organs and playing roulette with your heart health and all that with, with all of that unnatural, you know, the testosterone or whatever. This is all natural stuff. and um, And so I just want to show you, what kind of results I'm dealing with. I want to show you. I mean, if I do 100 straight push-ups, I want you to see that. If I do 30 straight pull-ups, I want you to see that. I just want you to see what I'm doing. It's not about me in that sense. It's about what I'm doing that works, that, that I can share with you, that I need you to trust in, so we can get you the results that you want to get and you deserve. Right? That's all it is. Because a lot of life, like I said when I was interviewing the fighters, fighting is 90% mental. A lot of the best decisions in your life, eating well, nutrition, 90% mental. So that's what we're, we're going to pound that drum too. We're going to get it right. We're going to have the right mindset. We're going to have, we're going to create the right habits. And let's get you in, you know, little by little, step by step, day by day, bite by bite. Let's get you to a higher plane. Let's get you, let's exceed your wildest expectations for you. That's what this is about. It's real. Be passionate about it. I want you to be as passionate about you and your journey as you hear my voice. Take that. Communicate that to yourself. That's your voice to yourself. Say, hey, whatever doubt is there, kick it to the curb, bust it in the mouth, hit it upside the head with a steel chair with this kind of intensity and tenacity. Look, this is what we're doing. You're, get on board. 
I'm not asking. I'm telling. That's your conversation with yourselves when they try to talk you out of stuff that you know you need and you know you deserve, okay? So, again, this is it. Ego. Start balancing yours. Figure out where you are on that pendulum and what you need. Balance it. Some of you need to inflate the ego. Some of you need to double down on some humility, okay? Uh, the simple life, man, you know, it, it, it doesn't. If you're not happy with the simple life, you'll never be happy. Start appreciating the little things. Be grateful for the little things. Um, your why, your purpose, what would you crawl for? What would you die for? What would you drown for? What would you shave years of your life for? Find those things. Wrap yourself around that why. You'll do incredible things. Best advice for romantic love, whatever. Marry a happy chick. Marry a happy person. Someone who sees the glass is half full. Somebody that'll go through the fire for you. Okay? Be blessed. Don't stress. It's a Friday here. Whatever day it is for you, I hope it's a great day. I'm, I'm signing off for today, but I will be back soon. Life Jitsu, Art of Life, Frank Forza, www.frankieforza.com. Frankie at frankieforza.com is the email. We are going to do some big things. I appreciate you listening. Take care.